0: Star Wars Gary is presented to you by Capital Idea. Email Capital Idea at Capital Idea 100 at gmail.com or friend him on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Idea 100 or follow Gary on Twitter at Twitter.com slash SW underscore Gary. Yeah, do we have a name for this thing? Um, I don't know.
1: It's your, your idea, what do you want to call it?
0: Star Wars Gary in real life? Sure.
1: Jack, Darth Vader, Lando Calrissian, and Roger on the
0: Rebels. And uh, I'm Eric Hunter, and I do the voice of Kevin, Gary, Mark on the Rebels. Grand Grand Maul Tarkin. Grand Maul
2: Tarkin. Grand Maul Tarkin.
0: Grand Maul Tarkin. Grand Maul Tarkin. <laughs> and this is episode one of Star Wars Gary in Real Life. In this episode, we're going to discuss how we came up with the idea of Star Wars Gary and how it progressed to what it is that you hear today. So, this started three years ago, August 2008, and I invited up to my house in Kentucky, Eric Hunter and Danny Johns, who are both very big Star Wars fans
1: like me. We're not the biggest fans ever, but we have a big appreciation and I guess you can use the term "Star Wars nerds" if, at any point in a month span, that you and your friends have argument about the movies.
0: Right, just the movies. Right, just the movies. just the movies. We're not. I mean, I've read quite a few of the books, but I'll try to keep that out of the series as much as possible because.
1: And Danny, I guess, I guess Danny probably spans the realm a little bit more than us as of uh, current Star Wars because he's a huge fan of the Clone Wars stuff.
0: Yeah, and he's still playing all the video games, too.
1: Yeah, he plays all the video games, too. And I guess where... So, like, you were more of the literary because you read the books. And I'm more of it because I'm a nerd of movies and, like,
0: celebrities. Okay, so we're we're having this... um, this movie marathon where we're going to watch all six of them in a row. Starting with right, and uh, we, we're going to start with. Um, we're going to put them in
1: uh, Phantom minutes for first. And this, if you remember, this wasn't because we wanted to watch them in the order they were supposed to be. Um, so the reason why we started with episode one and wanted do one, two, and three was not because we wanted to do an order. It was because we knew it was going to be a very long night because each movie is about like three hours like two hours and 45 minutes and the three of us kind of had ADD so it would be a really long night so we started episode one first because we knew that if we didn't watch those first we would totally fall asleep during during them if we kept them to be the last three
0: right because those are the least favorite of ours
1: uh, for me it's I almost watched them out of duty yeah it's it's tough like I can only watch I can only watch Attack of the Clones and I've only seen the movie three times. And then I saw it when um, with a Phantom Edit and that's the only way I'll watch it now. The, the first joke came at the end of Phantom Menace where like I said, Qui-Gon Jim is dead and they're burning his body. Which I think we've already joked about the idea of clones and we're like that was probably a clone's job to set that up set him on fire right? and then we, we kept on making the joke that uh, Qui-Gon Jinn wasn't dead that they had set him on fire and kind of like a Monty Python thing like I'm not dead yet so this was three years before Little Light Chicken episode 3 came out where they do uh, where they make fun of the end of Return of the Jedi with them burning Darth Vader on Endor and he's not dead yet um, which goes to show anything uh, that we've done or anything they do, great minds think alike. And a Star Wars parody is a Star Wars parody. It's not the most genius thing. Whatever's funny, it's funny. And something interesting I just said, and uh, I watched Space Vault for the first time in a long time. And I was reading a little snippet about it, and when it came out, critics lambasted Mel Brooks for, it came out in 88, and the last Star Wars movie came out in 83. Critics are like, oh, good job, Mel Brooks. You just made fun of something that's like five years old. Like, they were making fun of him for being outdated.
0: And I think that's what we've, I think that's what we've done. Like, we've taken, we've taken what is known as the universe of Star Wars, you know, i.e. Stormtroopers and Jedi and the Death Star and, you know, things that make up Star Wars, but, we definitely, we've taken quite a few, we've put, a, you know, a 20th, 21st century spin on it, whereas it's it's literally the, um, the clerks of Star Wars. Right, which I was going to say,
1: even after describing the process of watching the movies, you can, it's so easy to see our influences um, in Gary, because it's, uh, Jack and Kevin are perfect stereotypes. I mean, perfect cliches and like the stereotypes and direct correlation to any buddy characters that Kevin
0: Smith has come up with. Right, and I mean, and the rest in a in a way. Okay, so let's let's talk about the first. So we've got we've got the mentally handicapped stormtroopers in episode two, and we're making jokes about that. Now, let's, let's talk about where we came up with the idea of actually doing something with it. The
1: one thing, yeah, you mentioned, we were watching episode two, and like I said, I think that's an abomination of a film anyway. Um, they're, they're showing all the clones, and one of us was like, man, that's a lot of clones. You know they had to mess up on a couple of them.
0: Exactly. And um, the joke of, like,
1: Michael Keaton's multiplicity, where after you make so many clones, they're gonna start getting dumber and dumber and dumber. Um, and then one of us brought up again robot chicken, and we we're like, oh yeah, there's that GI Joe spoof
0: where they're cloning the Cobra henchmen, and they have to kill the retarded clone. We we come up with this idea of obviously the buddy because we've we've written things in the past, we've done short films and stuff, and the the comedy aspects always involve at least two people because there's and the small knit group of us that made those films there was always four of us so you know one person was on camera the other person was directing so obviously the other two had to be the actors so everybody was involved even if they didn't want to be exactly and most of the time they didn't um, but but the um, taking this idea and we were we didn't. Obviously, we were like, okay, we were coming up with a lot of jokes, you know, a lot of one-liners, you know, which if you listen to the first, I don't know, six, maybe seven episodes (laughs) of Gary, that's all they are is one big, long one-liner. We've even combined episodes to make them longer because they were just one long joke. Um, But, uh, so obviously, we couldn't film it. um, And since Robot Chicken was such a big uh, popular show at the time, we decided that maybe, hey, we could do some stop animation on our own.
1: Uh, a guy who was very early on with helping us was uh, Nick Prince, who's a very good friend of ours who uh, does professional filming and has filmed things with us. Uh, he's very good, very professional, and I mean, he's hilarious too on his own. But he started helping us, he was going to uh, help film the Stop Nation, but then talking about doing Stop Nation, kind of Play Nation again. Uh, he was familiar with it. He had good equipment. So we all decided. And I had uh, a ton of Star Wars figures from the 90s. Where I had a, a, a trooper figure and uh, a Han Solo as a stormtrooper figure and a Luke Skywalker as a stormtrooper figure. So we had enough stormtrooper figures that we
0: could use. the The idea originally was to just get a regular video camera and um, through, you know, computer software, we were going to just take pictures as we went along, and we were going to put the whole thing behind the green screen. That way we can superimpose, you know, you know flashes of the Death Star. We can do shots outside, things of that nature. Um, because the first episode involved Gary going outside looking for the pool on top of the Death Star. The first problem we encountered was how do we keep him from falling down? Is taking the
1: pictures for very tedious, if you move them just a little bit and the next picture you take they look they just look weird, they don't look the same. So we came up with using clay and sticking them to soup cans, which soup cans wouldn't move easily. And then when we did need to move them, like turn them left to right, or have them walk forward or backward, it was and I forgot that so the original idea was not only would Gary the retarded stormtrooper sound different than the other two, which the other two don't sound any like anyway. They're Eric and I. But so Gary would significantly sound different Was I had a, a beautiful stormtrooper figure. And we do see it retarded looking. It would be perfect for Gary because we already thought well,
0: the figure and the character that's going to move the most is Gary. Right. Because the idea was to get him up and dancing and spinning and twirling and flying like a Tie Fighter, <laughs> which we haven't used that joke in a long time, actually. Um, yeah, but I mean, I guess Gary's evolved as we gone on. So we we do this, and it probably takes us three days. Um, what do you think? Eight hours total, if
1: not longer, with recording and then refilming things. Oh yeah, because no, I mean, then, to, like I said, the first the first problem was making sure that the figure stood out and didn't fall over and stayed in place. The second problem we found out very quickly was, unlike robot Chicken, who uses 12-inch fully articulate dolls in a huge stage, which we were using a kitchen small table. tabletop right. yeah, with a wall, um, we found out in Eric's apartment, which had to stay up while we are filming so it would move, which... Eric
0: was living with his girlfriend at the time, so i was like, "Hey, don't touch the figures." Right. Yeah. It was very. We weren't able to use that kitchen table for for a while. Yeah. Um, so
1: the second, yeah, the second problem we came up with was, oh, these five inch figures aren't articulate whatsoever. Their necks
0: move slightly. Their arms move up and down, but that's about it. Yeah, we were even to the point where um, we had basically five motions that. We decided, okay, if we do this again, we're just going to copy these and copy and paste. Because there was no... That was the full movement we could do. There was really no need to go back and reshoot every episode in full. Right. If someone's talking, their head moves a little bit,
1: their arm moves up. And if you know the, uh, the kind of like mid-90s Star Wars figures, the Stormtroopers, their like left arm is bent to hold the butt of the gun and their right arm is
2: completely straight to hold like the barrel of the gun. Right.
1: The trooper plaster. So they've got one bent arm and one straight arm and that's all we would be able to move up. There's one bent arm and one straight arm for any gesture. So if something was coming in from stage left for a stormtrooper he would have to gesture with his gesture with his straight right arm
0: turning towards them. Like their waste is the only thing that moved too. Yeah, it was it was a it was a debacle at the end of it. It was too much hard work. Um, the end product was not satisfactory to anybody. <laughs> um, does does that still exist anywhere? I think it's on YouTube somewhere. You just gotta look for it. It's on YouTube? I think so, yeah.
1: Alright, we gotta find where it is on YouTube because I've had
0: If, if, a couple people. if it's not on YouTube, yes. I got it somewhere on a disc somewhere that I can... All
1: right, yeah, we got to find it because that's a gem. It's a gem. That might be a, that might be a, a prize. It's a
0: jewel. Anybody. Yeah, if anybody really wants to see it, um, because it's the original dialogue, the original first episode script um, where Nick Prince did a couple voices, all the voices sound a little different. Not a lot different, just a little different. Right, and I mean, and that's and that's the growing pains of any project. Is you know we're not really sure how we're going to do things. So, after you know the amount of work and time that we put into this claymation or this um, stop motion video for Gary was, it it was it was too much. It was too much work. Um, there was no way the three of us could get off on the same day every week um, due to our schedules. We needed something that was going to be. Um, well, actually, we we shelved the project for quite a while. Um, we yeah, the first thing
1: I mean, the thing that came up too, we kept on saying we're gonna do it, we're gonna get, do it, gonna do it. We even moved all the stuff over to Nick Prince's house where we were gonna have a separate room to do it in. We just never did it, and I think in our minds it was like, well, we know it's never gonna be what we want it to be.
0: So, so I keep trying, try. right? But what was. One of the things I can honestly say about this project, other than the countless other projects that we've been through, um, we kept making jokes. We kept making fun of these characters. We kept acting like these characters, you know, throughout those following weeks and, that we had officially shelved yeah. the project. And one thing that happened too was, um, to so the like, other so character we kept making the jokes like, it's not like we were ever going to quit talking about Star Wars anyway. Well, of course. It was always
1: it was always prevalent in our mind that it was like oh here's a joke wow you know what that would have been great for Gary
2: right. but
1: then we would also always come back on yeah well we should do it but how are we going to film that exactly like if we had a if we had a joke about um, about uh, we, the big joke we had for a long time was we even send at our friend Danny's wedding who was at our original Star Wars marathon was about the Death Star, which oh. is a, a completely separate Death Star that, compri- that was comprised of the Death Stormtroopers. So, like, retarded Stormtroopers would be made. Of course, some um, Death Stormtroopers would be made, too, and they would be housed on the Death Star. Right. We kept on saying this to our friend Shay, who does uh, the voice of New Gary and did our original introduction the first episode. We said this to him, and he thought it was the funniest thing ever. Like you gotta do it. It's so like, if you ever, if you ever really do this project, you have to do that.
0: Yeah. So it came down to the point of we were starting to look for other outlets. Um, Red versus blue, uh, we're a big fan of. So we started looking into possibly doing kind of like a, a computer game and recording it of Battlefront. Uh, we looked into that. Uh, we looked into. Um, I think we looked into animation like through Flash video and neither, nobody that I know of is even remotely talented in such a, I guess now is considered an old technology, Flash. Um, yeah. So we, again, it's it stayed shelved and I, I think, wasn't it I who came up with the radio?
1: Yeah. Um, a lot of, of jokes have been made uh, between us we like, well, we're recording audio. We could always just do audio. And we tossed around, like, a lot of ideas of doing mock things. Like, what if we did porn on the radio? Like, that was mentioned, too, before even starting to do Star Wars. Gary has a real radio show. And we're like, oh, yeah, who would want to listen to sex on the radio instead of watching it? I would.
0: And, right. Which was
1: actually a project that kind of... <laughs> went for a while. Um, but we looked at, too, looking at the history of Star Wars, both being kind of nerds, there was a Star Wars radio show. As oh. much as we joked about a Star Wars radio show, we're like, well, you know, they actually did it.
0: So yeah. This is not that far of a stretch. There was a for real... Yeah, absolutely. They. I mean, since radio was so big for so long, I mean, there was Superman radio shows, there was Batman, Star Wars... And actually the yeah the, dark the, shadow yeah, yes and i mean even the the strew i listened to the uh the original cuts of the star wars like official lucas star wars radio shows and they're really good um it's yeah. it's kind of the same idea of reading the book you know it all depends on how well it's written i guess you could say um character Personality comes through the person's voice a lot. Um, well, and Anthony Daniels was the only of the original cast who did it, right? Yeah. Okay. And, well, and then, um, I, I know you listened to it when we
2: threw out the idea. We're like, well, what if it was a radio show?
0: Yeah, so I started doing a lot of research. Um, I started listening to a lot of radio shows of all kinds, comedy, drama, uh, mystery, um, just to get the i realized very early that there's not a lot of documentation on the quote unquote radio show, um, especially nowadays because it's considered a dead media, which kind of boggles me. Especially with you know podcasts being as big as they are, and um, recording you know Dateline and putting it on you know a podcast and people downloading it like things like that that boggles my mind. How radio shows, radio shows aren't really that popular anymore. Um, so, uh, I started doing some research and basically what I did was, is I got a bunch of things together and I presented it to Ricky and I was like, look, man, we can really do this. You know, we can work on transitions and sound effects and, you know, people walking in and rather than seeing Gary, you know, twirling around and stuff, we can just have him run in really fast and run out really fast and, you know, hopping around and singing to himself. I'm like, there's audio, there's audible things that we can do to show the same, um, personality of each character individually through Strictly Audio. So the the first thing we did was is, uh, when we decided, okay, this is what we're going to do, we went back and completely re-recorded the first um, audio tracks that we were using for the animation, the stop-motion um, episode, which happens to be episode one. So... Yeah, yeah I, I remember
1: one note early on when we, like, this is so now this is about November 2009, when we're getting, when we're getting really serious about it. Um, Eric said to me, he's like, man, he's like, you gotta listen to it. He's like, it's so slow. Like, mm-hmm. our readings and our recordings are so slow. He's like, we're gonna do this as a radio show. It has to pick up. It can't be the slow of the reading.
0: Yeah, because it's 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 got to be snappy. It's got to be because nowadays radio is one of those things that you put on in the background. You really don't pay attention to. Um, and so we had to, we had to, you know, we had to be peppy. We had to peep, ke- pick it up. We had to. Um, keep... Well, and that's as we said before with like, Kevin Smith
1: being influenced. Um, that's that's all we write anyway, and that's it's evident. In Gary is it's just two people having a conversation and just bitching and talking about the zeitgeist in pop culture. So, I mean, there's no reason to be slow about it. Because when Eric and I have these basically same conversations, we're not laboring, we're talking fast. We're talking like normal people would talk.
0: Right, and a lot of that, I mean, it did happen with us just reading our lines, but, I mean, editing was a big thing, too. Um, constantly, we listening to two lines, just trying to figure out how much dead space needs to be in between for you know that would seem fit for a regular conversation because i mean that's what we're trying to do we're trying to replicate regular conversations and it's it's difficult it really is i mean it's it's sometimes i'll sit here for hours listening to you know the same you know 30 seconds trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with it only to find out that oh um this guy should have cut him off on this line, you know, and things like that you can't really write in a script. It's yeah. it's just from trying to, okay, if I was putting, you know, being the listener, if I was somebody who was listening to this, well, I mean, why would this sound weird to me? You know what I mean? So it's... Recording, well, it's
1: recording the first two as well is, I, I think the first one is definitely the weakest of ours,
0: it's also after the first two years, we
1: started writing even ideas that we had and scripts that we had we started rewriting them
0: to be a radio show. We're like, "Wow, we can do anything." Right. Um, yeah, it's and that was the process too cuz before we were writing for the screen, which is normally what we do um, cuz we're so big on, you know, watching movies and doing short films. So, it was writing for audio is I mean, just obviously the the transitions, but it was little things that I had to constantly remind myself as, okay, if it's been, you know, um, uh, if it's been two minutes since somebody said somebody else's name, I need to put somebody's name in and be like, oh, hey, Kevin, how about we do this? Or, oh, Jack, don't do that. Not just say, oh, you know, constantly putting the, dropping the name to remind the the listener who's who and um, keeping things basically as, Plain as possible, I guess you could say, um, yet still be interesting?
1: I mean, as Richard as to say, you know, film and TV, it's such a visual medium where audio, if you're going to rely on dialogue, you have to make it interesting, and if you are going to have something that makes someone go, wow, I can almost see that, like a Gary gag of him doing something goofy, it's like, have to be on it you can't you can't just have gary come in and gary then like you have to have them address gary and what is gary doing
0: because you can't see it right and it's in i mean the easiest way to do that is just to set up the expectation you know write the character for who he is rather than um obviously uh, my character um is i would say a little bit more cynical uh and not more willing to just talk about things rather than do mainly just because he doesn't want to do them regardless of what it is um, so first off you wrote the first episode yes like you wrote
1: the first episode by yourself I think a long a time ago here. yeah in uh, 2008 right so I think a couple things here and there that we had talked about are in there but that was 100% you and like any pilot the characters except for Gary aren't that distinctive. Right. You find out you find out that Kevin's been there a little bit longer and Jack just got assigned there. And that's about it. So you have a little bit of authority with Kevin or Jack, but not a lot. So as so as I started writing them and then you started writing episodes, I thought Jack was more of a let's shoot first, ask questions later kind of like spontaneous, which can be construed as maybe not that smart. Right. You'd rather get into a mess and go, oh, I, I messed this up. Um, let's find a way to get out of it. Womp womp. <laughs> and, and Kevin kind of being, I guess it's I think for me it's laziness.
0: But it's he like wants to be more planned.
1: Right, yeah. But it's also, he's kind of happy with the status quo. It's really Jack who kind of riles him up for anything and if Kevin ever does get adamant about something it's because Jack has like edged it out of him for a while right kind of, kind of breaking him out of his shell because Kevin honestly was fine standing guard and doing what he was doing so I wrote Jack as kind of being dumber now when you were writing them you wrote Kevin as being dumber and Jack kind of being meaner yeah so he kept on going back and forth of trading off who they were. I think it's
0: because neither one of us wanted to be the dick and be like, well, my character's smarter. Well, honestly, I don't think we really knew. I mean, those first couple of episodes, we were just writing to write them, you know, because it was like, we found this new baby, let's play with it, you know. And I don't think it was until... Closer to the end of the first season where we actually sat down and are like, okay, we really needed to find who these people are as we continue because we just can't have, you know, you know, one episode, you know, Jack's the nice guy and Kevin's, you know, Asian. You know, we just, we can't do that because then it's, there's no consistency. If we're not going to be consistent with the plot, we need to at least be consistent with the characters. Well,
1: and then, yeah, because we don't have any really, we don't have any strong continuous plot that goes through. Um, I think we're a little bit more now that we have kind of a loose plot, right? But one thing, one thing we definitely both knew, even by half the season, half of season one, is that there is
0: more going on with Gary than we know. Like that was definitely something we both knew, right? That Gary's obviously the, the 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 bait or the alpha of the three of them, you know? Yeah, even
1: though we had a joke for a while between the two of us and then one of our other friends mentioned it was the show is called Gary but there's like three episodes where he has like one line but he's the wacky neighbor that comes in. <laughs> so why is the show named Gary It's really Jack and Kevin which our one friend uh, Nick Hyant he had mentioned like why is the show called Gary so then I think it's um, a new urine we address that. Where yeah. Jack and Kevin talk about it. if a if a show were to be about them, what would it be called? What would it be called? Jack and Kevin. And then the the, uh, the bipartisan way to figure this out would be well, we'll call it Gary. So, so none of us, so
0: neither of us, are happy. But which in reality we, in reality we called it Star Wars Gary because we thought Gary was the funniest character. We thought the show was going to be about him, and ended up not being. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to write
1: like and that's something we both said um, after writing Gary for a while. Well, we we're like, well, we need to incorporate him more. We we're like, you know, what? it's hard writing Gary saying more than, like, two lines.
0: Right, because before he was just the comic relief. And now he's... Right, and now he's becoming a very vital role in, the, I guess you could say, the Triforce of characters that we have that drive the story. Like, um, the Christmas episode, there's a there's a huge portion of just him and Darth Vader, which I think we've always talked about doing Darth Vader just because he's such an iconic character. And we always thought Lando Calrissian was like that really suave black dude that could pick up any chick in the world. um. And uh, um, just so you know, the books support that, Lando being a pimp. So. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I think that's actually a line from the book. Lando be a pimp. La- Lando be a pimp. Um, so it's... Because before it was like, okay, we've got Gary. He's a funny character. We can have him say funny things. I came up with this, you know, hilarious voice. Um, and But the, basically it was just another way for us to keep writing. It's, it was a way for us to keep being, um, you know, entertained by the arts and to constantly keep our foothold. Because, I mean, hell, I'm in sales for my living. You know, I don't do anything creative at work so any way i can do something creative is it's great because um it gets that piece of me out that i believe i should be doing so this i mean when it, i believe that when it first came out i was like okay well here's our criteria we have these three characters it's about star wars they're on the death star go and we basically were just like well i had the storyline about something funny that i thought would be great in a script i'm gonna put it in a gary episode but i'm just gonna make it about star wars now you know but right
1: So you go back to 2008, the marathon, when we watched uh, Star Wars, then Empire, and then Jedi, uh, my friend Danny had the DVD box set that had both versions, the restored 90s version with all the added scenes and stuff. Right. And it had the original versions as they were originally released, which I didn't own. I'm very upset that I don't own. It's just I hate shelling out the cash for it.
0: Right, especially with the Blu-rays coming out. Oh, let me get me started on that. All the shit he added to Jedi and he couldn't add the scene of Luke building the lightsaber. Dude, I'm going to buy the Blu rays just to get that scene. I'm not going to lie. Oh, you're sick. I hate you. I don't even have a Blu ray uh, player.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My brother has a PlayStation 3, and that's the, like I've talked about getting Blu rays just because I have that to play him, so. But right. anywho, <laughs> so we'll watch. Star Wars, the first one, New Hope, which was not originally called New Hope, but it was released. Um, just is called Star Wars. Uh, there's a scene where the stormtroopers walk
2: in uh, into the uh, command center, and one of them hits his head and goes, ow. Oh,
0: yeah, the the blooper from when they're going in looking for Han Solo and Luke, yeah. but it's just, it's just C-3PO, and it's just... Uh... R2-D2. Yeah, R two D two.
1: Yeah, there's like six of them come in, and like the third one to the left hits his head on the doorway and goes poof.
0: Right. Which <laughs> was Gary. It cuts out. Yeah, Gary. Which that's that
1: was the, the big part of it was like you know what? Even if they're clones, they're people. Like they're gonna mess up. They're gonna have thoughts of their own. They can't be completely mindless. Which I mean, yeah, they can't be. They're clones. They should be completely mindless.
0: But I mean, even even so, I mean, they're still human. So it was yeah. we. So the idea of Gary is that it's taking place within the original trilogy. Um, just the uh, the way the season one sets up, it's a new whatever. You know, we we labeled every episode a new something to kind of coincide with episode five or four. Um, yeah, a, new a new hope. So the the idea is that. I think at the beginning was we were going to try to okay. So season one takes place on episode four. Season two is going to take place in episode five. Blah blah blah. We've definitely gone against that, but it's still a um, we still try to stay within the confines of the three movies. Like we know that once if the Death Star blows up again, you know, in an episode. Okay, we are definitely stuck on on episode six we've got to figure out where to go from here kind of idea. I'm,
1: yeah, you're right because, uh, and this was never spoken, but it, it's a very hip thing since the mid-90s to now to do shows about what you don't see in a regular movie or a TV show. Like, um, I'm going to throw out like three examples real quick. Tarantino movies, they're like what gangster movies are like after the big scene. Right. So like, Yeah, so it's them planning it, like, beforehand or afterwards. Like, Reservoir Dogs is a heist movie without a heist. Um, The West Wing is about the the political staff in the White House. It's nothing that exciting, but it is. And then there's, like, the show The Wire, where it's not just um, a regular cop show. It's about the leading up to and the after and the trying the criminals and the criminals planning the drug stuff. So that's what we wanted Gary to be, was going to be like, oh, this is all the stuff that was going
0: on in the Death Star during A New Hope that you didn't get to see. Right. You know, and there's... that. I mean, that's what a lot of the books have done, too. They've they've taken, you know, what happens in between or what happens thereafter in terms of the book, of the movies. And so we're basically taking the timeline of episode five to maybe fairly close to episode six and we've and all the events that happen therein um we it's it's basically the everyday life of the stormtroopers what it's come out to be um they still you know they still have fun like everybody else does now they still party they still go you know they give christmas gifts and It's just, um, it's just the idea of taking these common events that happen, that we would expect to happen in the, you know, so many years into the future, however you want to look at it, and these people are still doing these things, right? They're still, yeah, they're still, they're still celebrating, they're still living their lives, and this is just, you know, the instance of these three characters, and it, how they may play a big part in an, something that's you know catastrophic. What was that? Jesus. Um, that's a catastrophe. <laughs> that's a catastrophe in the movie. Catastrophe. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I'm so old. Um, and it's 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 just fun because it's like this is our playground. We have the Star Wars universe that was designed for us. And that has evolved over time, and it's it's fun to sit down and be like, okay, we've got these characters. What would they do when nobody else is watching? You know. Yeah, and I think a, a big impetus for the uh, uh, for the series is
1: that the dark side really isn't that evil. It's just what they do. Right. You know, it's like it's, they understand that they're a part of the machine, and they. It's kind of like the. Um, Dark Knight with the Joker where he's talking to Batman and he's like, I exist because you exist. Right. Um, and I think, I think it's in Chapter 11 where Darkseiders says we can go back to doing what we do best.
0: Right, and then um, Jack says, well, what's that exactly? And he's like, yeah, I'm still working on that too. <laughs> so. yeah, it's, it's not like that's, I mean, it's all absurd it's
1: like making them human and they're not. It's making Darth Vader. It's making the Empire like it's a nine to five job, where it's like, well, I gotta go clock in my evil hours. Well, yeah. Well,
0: I mean, because I mean, basically, Lucas based from what I remember, you know, the Empire off the the Third Right for, I mean, a lot of it anyway. Um, and it's, it's kind of funny because there was, I mean, there's, there's stories in books all the time about those guys who were, you know, working for Hitler, working as a Nazi or as an, you know, an SS or something. And he was literally working the nine to five, you know, clocking his card in, you know, exactly, you know, and it's the same idea, but everybody gets a little silly. Even those guys, you know, even they have fun and so it's not saying that this is, you know, um, influenced by any kind of Nazi regime or uh, anything like that. Not that I know of. Uh, not that, that I, I mean, I'll, I'll shave my head. To, that's just because I'm like messing you with my hair. Your head. True. It's it very true. Very true. Um, um, but no, it's it 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 really is. It's the it's the okay. The cameras aren't watching. Okay, here's what I really want to talk about. You know what I mean? Like it's. And it, and it's fun It's a lot of fun We we have a lot of fun with it I think I do Yeah um,
1: And so, the, so the, You know the process of The first episode airing uh, On iTunes And on the website In January 2010 um, Come uh, So Danny's wedding It was almost a year
0: later After the initial idea Because his wedding was Was it in July Or was it August? I think it was July Because it was after I okay. started selling So So right after, just almost a year later, from uh, 2008 to 2009, after coming up with the idea, we still haven't done anything with it. We're still joking about it. And at Tammy's wedding, we're sharing and saying about the Death Star
1: being hilarious. And we're still making even more jokes about it. About the next month, Eric and I got together and we got serious about it. Said, "Yeah, we can really do this." Researched radio show ideas. We're like, "Well, we got to sell it on the Foley." which that's the sound, that's sound effects to make it like someone coming into a room, the sound of them walking, someone picking something
0: up. That's the hardest part, but luckily we won't ever have to do any actual foley. The internet's a huge database for all these sounds. Freesound, sound, dot Um, We use for all of our, our sounds, which by the way I was supposed to tell you, I don't know if we're supposed to actually... Um, credit the, the sound effects that we're using from that site to the authors because C- we're not I mean I'm not really too concerned about it yeah. but if it comes down to it that'll be fun trying to go back and <laughs> okay now well, I mean, now when he wanna, was walking go, in you
1: want to go on a bigger scale you want to go on a bigger scale sure we're, we're doing characters from Star Wars non-original characters.
0: Sure they are. You're telling me that Lucas had a retarded stormtrooper running around on the Death Star. <laughs> I, you know what, I fucking it he'll re-release his first fucking three movies and digitally put in a retarded stormtrooper. Name Gary. You know, background. Name well, Gary. stormtrooper, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll so, deal with it. Um,
1: so, yeah, so then we're like, you know what, this is a doable thing. We can write whatever we want. The radio show, we don't have to limit our imagination to anything. We have an idea, we can write it, we can record it, and we can figure out how to do it. We're not bound to having to show
0: anything. Which is great because then what's evident after like the first five episodes, we don't have to just write jokes. We can write a beginning and a middle and an end to a story. Right. And I think
1: the first Biggest uh, evidence of that came with the opening of Cloud City, Sky, Sky Chopper 12. Really? Because I think that was, I think when we did that opening, that's when we were like, oh, we can do openings because we have to do anything about the show. And the opening can almost be like in its own little
0: world by itself. Right, because before like, we were doing the, 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 the intro crawls is what we were doing, basically.
1: We were basically telling people what they're about to listen to. Right. Which is kind of boring. You know, it's fine for the first episode setting people up. But when you're not doing it and seeing that the scroll of the words is boring you're going to listen to the episode, you're going to hear what happens. Why do you have to hear a a vocal narration telling you what's going to happen? Exactly. Um, So then, yeah, so then we started building a beginning, middle, and end, because it wasn't just about writing a story around two jokes. It was actually having the characters go through an adventure and have like an A and a B story, which we're still
0: developing that. Yeah, I was going to say, sadly, we're still... We, we are nowhere near, uh, I mean, we're halfway through season two right now, and getting, we're getting ready to, edit, to record and edit season three, and we really have no idea <laughs> how this works yet. Yeah, we're still coming up with uh, a formula for scripts,
1: which will be interesting because season three will feature the first episode written um, or co-written not by the two of us which will be uh, written by Danny Johns, who was with us in that original marathon.
0: He co-wrote an episode with me, which, which I think is pretty is darn be, funny. I think it's going to be the first episode. Uh, I think it's going to be the first episode of season three.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I do think it is, because I like it so much, I almost wanted it to be in season two, because uh, little known fact, I'm probably the biggest fan of our radio show. Yeah, I hound Eric. I hound you all the time. I'm like, when are you going to edit that episode so I can listen to
0: it? I know, but I thought that was just because I'm lazy. And I've got, like, tons of other things going on. I didn't think it was because you liked listening to radio shows. Oh,
1: uh, I love listening to our show. I'm such a fan. Because, you know, uh, so we'll get them back on track with season one. We wrote all the scripts out from probably August 2009 to January to when we premiered the first episode we had about 10 episodes for the season and then we realized we didn't want to do all of those episodes in the first season right Um, so we uh, jockeyed around like Eric mentioned before Jedi Mind Trick and there were two scripts it's about the episode's called A New Jedi Mind Trick but the first part of that was about Hoth and there's something else in that episode and I can't remember what it is for the life of me right now but those were two separate episodes and we were like well this is just two two single jokes we can put them in an episode together and so the actual three part season finale that was supposed to be for season one is now three part season finale for season two and we, after editing the first few episodes, we got we had so much fun recording them and then throwing them up online. We were like, we were writing episodes as we were recording them, and then we got so invested in those episodes, we decided we wanted
0: those. Yeah, uh, it was it was making those two two episodes. We were working in a frenzy. I mean, we uh, the episodes that we were writing were either you know great ready to go ideas or they were ideas that need to be polished but still were doable and everything was so good that we like no we can't wait we gotta throw this in here we have to throw this in there And um, keeping to a tight um, episode schedule I guess you could call it um, helped in the fact that it's like okay now we're gonna do this one because this correlates with this and then we're gonna move on to the next one. Oh Jesus I gotta quit drinking beer when I do this what are you drinking? Be, uh, just Miller Lite. Miller Lite, okay. And Bottle pour. or can? It's a can. Okay. So, yeah, we had to we had to shuffle some episodes around, and we realized that there was a couple of um, um, discrepancies with certain episodes. But we're like, no, no, we'll just say this happened instead. Or if somebody asks us we'll just be like, well, you know, there's a couple of things that weren't really... Yeah, we
1: didn't we didn't want to Lucas it.
0: Exactly. There
1: there are a couple of things that uh, if anybody has thought about, like, well, they do this and they say this, there are a couple of things that we legitimately have answers for and we'll be addressing within um, the rest of season two and season three. But then there were things that we contradicted ourselves and, again... Hating Lucas for doing that in his own movies. We're big enough nerds that we listen to it over and over again, reading it. Um, when Eric's editing the episodes, he listens like to the lines over and over again, and then when he sends them to me to listen to before we post them, we'll catch things, different things each time we listen to it, and we'll be like, "Oh, we got to change that."
0: And that's mainly, and that's mainly due to just writing so many episodes out, not knowing where they're going to go. But still writing in a progression and then like, okay, we'll put this one here and we'll put this one two episodes later, which it so should have been the other way around and things like that and um it was all conscious decisions that we had to make. But I mean, it's like anything else. I mean there's gonna be issues, there's gonna be with anything that's as big as Star Wars Gary is, um, there's gonna be people that are gonna find mistakes and flaws in it. Yeah, and um characters situations
1: and ideas and jokes are heavenly influenced by things that give Eric and I bonters. Very. Like, things that we're nerds about, not just Star Wars. Um, like I said before, Tarantino things come in. Um, I don't know. Have any Kevin Smith references come in?
0: Um, I'm sure they have. If, like, just wait. Well, I don't think so, no.
1: If they have, a, I think, the biggest
0: homage
1: to Kevin Smith stuff is just uh, Jack and Kevin because they're very kind of like Dante and Randall or T.S. and Brody right. or uh, Banky and
0: Holden in every and, other like, movie I've made.
1: Yeah, or low, I, I think even probably more Loki and uh, Bartleby. Yeah, yeah, because Jack's very Loki, like that. He's very she first, ask questions later.
0: Right,
1: and uh, Bartleby's sage and very much kind of like. Uh, so yeah, Tarantino um, influences are in there, and if you can catch the references, I think that's hilarious because I know that's the stuff I love, like watching Mystery Science Theater three thousand and hear them tell a joke that like I only know. is so gratifying
0: because they wrote it just for you. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. If you pick up on a joke and no one else gets it. <laughs>
0: Like, oh, you didn't get that?
1: Yeah, yeah, because, you know, it's one of those things, like I said, Mr. Science Theater 3000, you're watching it and you laugh, and, like, the five friends around you don't laugh. They're like, why was that funny?
0: And then you explain that to them. It's not going to get them to laugh. But but you feel empowered?
1: Yeah, it's great that they made you explain something.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's not important. That's kind of self-centered, man.
1: It is self-centered. It's, it's awesome, though, to feel like something was made just for you. I don't know. And that, um, <laughs> so season one, we off and on uh, put episodes up. Came down to being busy at different times and not being able to record or just get them edited in enough time. They're kind of sporadically placed out throughout the first season
0: yeah and I mean, we're just just the sheer distance. I mean, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, and he's in Chicago, Illinois. so just the the sheer distance doesn't help too much. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to get something together where we can actually get um, make it easier to record. but most of the time we make an excuse just to hang out because we haven't uh, seen each other in such a long time, and we have nothing but the show. And we have nothing but the telephone to talk to so um that's always nice to be able to make those oh no I gotta go to Cincinnati cause I gotta record Gary and then you know we'll also get Chinese and we'll <laughs> go see a movie
1: before um before Thanksgiving uh we were we needed to wrap up season one and we knew what the episode was we'd written the script but uh before I came home in September 2010 um we had corresponded through online and talked over the phone and I said, well, before I come home, you know what we should do? We should write. We, should, we already had like four episodes out of the uh, the nine for season two. I was like, you know what? We, sh- we should hand off the different episodes in season two and write them before I come and then just spend a day recording Gary. So what Eric said, you know, we started at like 10 o'clock in the morning um, and we were reading scripts and laughing because it's, it's I think funniest thing ever and that's I don't know how Eric created the voice for Gary in my mind it was probably something like give me your best retarded voice
0: right. <laughs> but yet let it be uh so you can understand what he's saying yeah and just like lighthearted, not mean
1: um the joke we made too is we were at one point going to one episode Eric do Gary and then the one episode I do Gary and see if anybody knew
0: right which, uh, and that's a, that's a joke in episode where Jack does his impression of Gary. And it's not me trying to do my best. Yeah, because your Gary sounds pretty dead on the mind. Both of our Gary sound pretty similar. But you doing Gary
1: is one of the funniest things I ever. Mean, you can't be upset while recording an episode of Gary. <laughs>
0: like, we're, we're, spreading, we're, we're spreading happiness yeah, like, and joy throughout the world.
1: Yeah, like uh, farting and Eric's bedroom and recording Gary is one of the funniest stinkiest times
0: ever wow because w- I do fart while we record in that tiny room and see that's one of the things where I started doing the nonsense tracks is because that all of season two we recorded in one day so halfway through it we're like oh my god I'm so tired of doing this but we've got so many more episodes to go like this character's weighing on me and um, I'm having problems um, just dealing with it. And we decided to, uh, put those tracks on there just to show it gets ridiculous. It can get absolutely ridiculous when we're doing it. And it just, I thought they were great because one, it reminds me of like how, you know, crazy we can get in terms of just doing the same things over and over again, like running running lines and running lines and running lines and running lines and then actually getting up there and doing it and not remembering your lines and not reading it right, and it it's, I mean, it's it's work, but I'm having, it's it's a lot of fun. Well,
1: then it's also, it's a great example of how we come up with stuff
0: to write. Exactly, because that's, that's one of the big things that we do, like, um, say, you know, one of us will come up with an idea, and then the other person will be like, ooh, oh, and we can do this, and you're like, oh, yeah, then we can do that, and it's, everything, it's very back and forth, it's very bouncing ideas off each other, and I guess that's, I mean, that's how we've always worked. the and, and do we get, you know, the perfect product? Of course not. But, I mean, we uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. And I think, you know, it's getting... We get to, a little bit closer each time. Yes. We're holding hands now.
1: <laughs> well, that's, you know, just about throwing ideas back and forth. We mapped out, like, season one and two almost completely... One night in uh, an apartment, Eric was living in in his garage where there's a ping pong table. It was very cold and that's where Eric would smoke during the winter so he wouldn't have to go outside. We turned on his iPhone, pressed record, and for probably an hour and a half outlined all of Gary season one and two. Like what, what jokes we wanted to do, what stories we wanted to do, what characters we
0: wanted to bring in. Yeah, and I mean, and it's and things like that are helpful, you know, it's... It, it helps you get everything out in the open. You don't have to write anything down. You're just thinking off the cuff, you know, is usually when most of the best ideas come up is when you're thinking off the cuff. And um, we, for the most part, I don't think we bump heads that much when in terms of writing. I mean, I might think that something of yours is a- absolutely retarded and then, you know, counter with something that's equally retarded and then we take the lesser of two evils. But So, yeah, uh,
1: Eric and I don't bump heads when we're writing, like, none of us, neither of us get, like, so angry at each other or we're just like, you know what, fuck it, we're not working on this anymore. Because, um, and it may be part of our laziness in both of us that we never allow it to get to that point because we're happy to go and do something else and we'll just eventually start talking about it again. If it ever does maybe get kind of boring or semi-heated, which it doesn't really.
0: I think most of the time it's it's we get to the point where it's like, okay, that's not funny. Let's drop it. Let's go do something else. And then I start thinking, okay, well... And then we get to the point where it's like, well, why wasn't it funny? Why doesn't it work? Rather than, you're dumb. I don't like you. You smell like feet. <laughs> and then we move on. All valid points, yeah. Um, was I, the one
1: thing I subconsciously think of is maybe... Uh, Eric doesn't like what I'm saying,
0: or doesn't believe in it, and he's just going on with it anyway to make me happy. Yeah, dude, I hate, I hate Star Wars. Like, I think this is the <laughs> dumbest fucking thing, thing ever. But you know, I, something we didn't, something we didn't mention
1: is December 11, uh, 2009. Before uh, releasing the first episode in January on iTunes and online, we went and saw Star Wars in concert.
0: Yes, we did. We most certainly did.
1: December eleventh, two thousand and nine.
0: And it was a blast. It you was. You know why uh, I know that? Why?
1: It is. Uh, it is two days after Mr. Daniel Johnson's birthday.
0: Oh yeah. Which is
1: which is exactly two months after my birthday because he was so pissed
0: that we went. and he, he didn't. He didn't.
1: Get to get to, yeah, that he couldn't. Well, because he was in Maine. It wasn't our
0: fault. Sure it was. Married. No, Navy. No, it's our fault. Somehow, it's our but, fault.
1: What we did was, um, I had found at Spencer the coolest thing Spencer Gifts has had in years because I think that she, the stores are most worthless now. Right. Is um, I went in there at the Florence Mall by my house and went in there and found that they made stormtrooper hats that look like baseball caps, just so their helmets <laughs> in baseball cap form. So Eric and I had already been writing the scripts and recorded a couple episodes and hadn't put them up yet. And when I saw them, I was like, oh, this is going to be the gayest kind of like twin bracelet, um, twin broken heart necklace.
0: You're my again, best ever. friend. Yeah, uh, ever. But I'm going to get one for each of us so we can wear these when we record and when we work on
1: Gary. And we so, did. Like, Yeah, like wearing a Stormtrooper helmet as Jack and Kevin. We wore stormtrooper hats. It is and,
0: pretty, um, it is pretty lame.
1: <laughs> and mine's still there. That's the cool thing. It's like they can never be separated.
0: That's right. I almost mailed you yours when I was like, no, because when he comes back in, he'll forget his. Yep,
1: yep. I'll forget mine, and it'll be there. Um, but so what we did when we went and talked storms and we planned this out because we're too, we're two total Um is. We each wore uh, reservoir dog type suits the white shirt, black tie, black suit, gym shoes with our stormtrooper hats.
0: And we actually got her picture taken with a um, some young lady, wanted her picture taken with us because she thought that we were part of the uh, the act, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, there was an exhibit which going around the uh,
1: Coliseum in Cincinnati was like a Star Wars museum where they had costumes and set pieces and props used in the movies. And there was people dressed in like Darth Vader costume and stormtrooper costumes. And there was a dude in a Sandtrooper trooper costume who was like five, seven and weighed like as much as me and was like the fattest stormtrooper ever or sand trooper ever. But we have a, if you, if you want to be geeky enough, anybody listening to uh, search Facebook for Ricky Glore or Eric Hunter you can go on the Capital Idea um, fan page and see pictures of the real Eric, Hunter, and I with Stormtroopers and
0: Sandtroopers. That's right. Cause we, 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 didn't
1: ex- we didn't explain that, um, Capital Idea.
0: Oh, I guess we should. Um,
1: Which I guess people would only know it's Capital Idea through um, seeing... iTunes yeah. The listing, or if they saw the video trailer on
0: YouTube or FunnyOrDie.com. Yeah. Um, Capital Idea was your idea, I believe.
1: So I, I can do. I can tell as much of the story through the name, and that's that's where I can go, and you can pick up from that. Sure. So For the name um, Capital Idea, I believe came from um, before we got serious about doing Gary Radio Show. Uh, the group of us who always do skits and stuff sketches, we're going to do another sketch show, and we met up one night at this gas station I was third shift night managing at, and we each had the assignment of bringing in ten sketch name ideas to name our group.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. I'm, I know where this is going.
1: Yeah, and I came up with, like, twenty, because I'm an idiot.
0: Well, you had a lot and, of free time.
1: Yeah, and I saw it for some reason I was like, you know what a sketch group needs? Sketch a a name. They don't need good sketches, they need names. Um, So I had stuff like right front tire, um, unlit lamp, (laughs) really dumb thing. And there's one that I really like that I'll never tell because I want to use it one of these days. What's that? Um, Can't tell you. Uh, But I had on there a capital idea.
0: And Another one on there was Revolving Door. Which is what we decided on in the long term, was the Revolving Door. Right.
1: Which I think we filmed like three things with. Um, but, so Capital Idea was on there. And after in fact, I think it was you that was like, you know what, I really liked Capital Idea the most. It's just I didn't want to use it on
0: this. Because I knew we weren't going to do anything with Ex- it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's as far as I go with that because you were the one that liked it. Well, yeah. So I mean, capital idea is just it's it's like anything else. It's 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 there's something behind it, and what was behind it was just me in my head going capital idea. You know that was <laughs> that was <laughs> the last thing. That was the only thing that that kept me going with the name and. Uh, we started, uh, I was like, I don't care, man. We're, we're doing it. Like I want, I want capital idea. And, uh, we took it and then the, uh, the photo, the logo was with, you know, the typical Google search for a guy in a bowler hat or in a top hat. And, um, we just,
1: well, I think our Google search was old British guy.
0: That's right. Because we wanted it to look very elegant. (laughs) Yeah. Because we wanted to appease to the Brits and the and the Europeans, so we.
1: Which you know that's foreshadowing because we did.
0: That's very true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because of our review I, on the podcast. I,
1: I think our biggest fan base is probably
0: um, people in England. I think it is too. I wish there was a way we could track it, um, but there's. I I know three I, at least know three
1: people in England who have been outspoken about being fans, which saying a uh, big fan base isn't, I mean, that's a stretch, but um, so yeah, Capital Idea, we found the picture and I really wanted him to have a monocle. Yes. Um, and then a side story on that is uh, Danny's bachelor present before his wedding from Eric Hunter, myself, and another friend of uh, mine and Danny's and uh, Eric's, Ryan O'Rourke, we used to play poker with. Um, we all pitched in and got Danny party, He had to wear a top hat, a monocle, and a pocket watch. <laughs> because, Dan, because Danny likes looking regal.
0: That's, yes, he does. Danny likes living in costume. And I think that's one of the reasons why he went into the Navy. So he would constantly be wearing a costume. Um, I really do believe that. And Danny, Danny loves penguins. And something that uh, Danny
1: and I used to live together that we had in our apartment is a giant penguin statue wearing a top hat.
0: No, like, what was that from?
1: Uh, what is that from? I don't know. Dan- I have no idea. Danny just has it's a giant penguin wearing a top hat. Uh-huh. It's like the top hat's made onto the statue. It's not something they put on there.
0: Well, right, yeah. Like, um, it, th- this penguin was meant to have a top hat.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I really honestly think that if Danny could have one wish come true, it would be to be a penguin wearing a top hat and a monocle, be a rich billionaire penguin.
0: Yeah. You're probably right. I mean, he has to still be Danny, but. true. But I mean, we, we probably would we probably have to call him like, you know, Professor Puff and stuff or something. <laughs> anyway, so
1: yeah, capital idea. Uh,
0: Google an old British guy. Right. Or so fancy we, British guy. We basically yeah we we found a fancy British guy online. We did some coloring to it um, through you know Photoshop and stuff, and we decided on I think the green and yellow was our our main one. Was it blue and white? Okay. Miles, well, way
1: off. I think you had one that you really liked, and I think I had one that I really liked.
0: So that means that you won, right?
1: Um, probably. Uh, you can see all the different variations on the Facebook Capital Idea page because uh, they're on there. But I think the one that's on the YouTube trailer and the Funnier Die video is
0: blue and white. Okay. So I guess that would be our. Because those were our first videos, so they might as well be our. I should probably go on Facebook and change that. Okay, a big uh, testament to the capital idea from Harrison. Capital idea every time we think of
1: it. If if we can say something like that over and over and over again, and it never gets old. We're going to use it. Yeah,
0: okay, that's going to be. That's very true.
1: We're gonna we're gonna find some way to use it somewhere, and I think that's a big um, big statement for Gary. Like. Gary still makes us laugh, like, no matter what. Yeah. All right. Uh, and it's one of those things that's like, um, they make fun of, like, the Three Stooges, like, you put the Three Stooges anywhere, like, Three Stooges in Hercules, Three Stooges in Snow White and the Seven Doors, Three Stooges go to uh, Mars, go to space, go to the moon. Like, that's how I feel about Gary. Like, if we wanted to, we could put Gary in any situation. It just happens to be he fits so well in Star Wars.
0: I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's um, it may have been something that everybody had thought of, but nobody ever came out and said, "Come on, there there had to have been some retarded stormtroopers. There had to have been," you know. And obviously, nobody's really going to address that. You know, Lucas isn't going to come out and say, "Well, you know, there was a few of the troopers," yada yada yada. I had thought about that. You know, that that kind of shit's never gonna come. It's never gonna come out in a book, um, or a comic, or in the Clone Wars TV series. Nothing, nothing like that is ever gonna come out. And I think that's one of the great things about Gary, is because one, it takes something that everybody's familiar with. You know, the Star Wars universe. Two, it gives you that kind of um, sketch comedy esque um, satire. In terms of writing. So it's already a niche show. So if we've already got you, if you're a Star Wars fan and you like comedy, sketch comedy, no matter what we say or what we do, you're going to like it. You're going to think it's hilarious because it's, it's a not, niche and it's, not, and it's not such
1: a blatant ripoff of Robot Chicken to where you're like, fuck that show.
0: Robot Chicken does it better. And that's kind of the, something I was talking about earlier, is how I, you know, the whole idea of just having a radio show is. It's absolute it's you know it's absolutely gone you know like nobody thinks that the, the being able to advertise on a radio show or being able to get actors together and record and do Foley and any like that's it's not considered something that's um, viable nowadays and that blows my mind I mean but luckily for us the aspect of that at where it still does exist is and the pocket
1: radio, the
0: iPod. Exactly, and yeah, and that's what I mean. You know, iTunes yeah. and all of that. I mean, that's this is the perfect. Everybody who was such big fans, like we are, of the radio show, this is the absolute perfect uh, medium for it. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, iTunes that's the best is time to get into it. Exactly. I mean, iTunes is booming with all kinds of. Oh, I'm sorry to say, crap. You know, and it's it's. But anybody can Anybody can put something up there, and, you know, it's easy, I mean, anybody could say that our show is crap, which... Uh, I hope they you're do. you not a fan, you're not, Yeah, I well, I hope, he, I just don't want people just regard it and say it's crap. If you hate it, be vocal. There is nothing better than someone who hates something that is vocal. I love that just as much as praise. Yeah, it's just as, if not, it's better than praise, you know, because then it... Gives us a chance to step back and be like, okay, maybe we need to change something. Maybe this is, maybe it's, I mean, we're, you know, we're two fairly intelligent people, but I mean, in the long term of things. Okay. I was, I was, I was, I'm picking my nose, you know, and eating it. Um, But I mean, there you go, it's sniffing it. Mm. Um, But I mean, we can't, we can't see every aspect of. The situations that we develop you know most of the time we're like oh that's good go 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 you know and then it's done and we kind of ca- uh, cast it to the side and deal with it later but I mean going back it's just a somebody who's who's never doesn't have anything attached to the show at all and doesn't know us and isn't from our area or anything like that you know those people are going to be more prone to finding mistakes and things that they don't like about it more than say your average uh I would say listener you know because I think that your average listener does like comedy. You know, they do like, you know, slapstick jokes. Um, they do like story development and character development. And I think, all in all, we get most of that. Um, it's just, I think, I I mean, you know, people I'm, everybody has heard of Star Wars. Has everybody seen Star Wars? No, you know, that's not true. But um, even if you haven't seen Star Wars, you really... Star Wars, there's the classic video of the, I think it's,
1: 14-year-old girl on YouTube who's never seen it, and they ask her to describe all the three original movies. Oh, and she a pretty does good it. God. Yeah, and she yeah, does and it. Yeah, without even seeing them, yeah. Yeah, and I know... I... part of the lexicon, yeah.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's. It, I mean, Star Wars is a story that's that's happened and taken place thousands and thousands of times over before Star Wars even existed, you know? It's the exact same right. story. It's
1: the everyman story, yeah. It's hero story.
0: Right, and it's it's, it's just exactly, you know, and it's you know, it's something that you learn from, and something that you move on from, and blah blah blah. But it's, I think that, uh, I think that when we actually sat down and decided this is what we were going to do, I really don't think we were going to get the wide range of viewers and listeners that we do. I guess I couldn't say viewers because you don't really look at anything, um, listener. listeners, um, because I mean. I was speaking to somebody about this uh, a couple weeks back. Um, You know, it's a very niche show. If you don't like Star Wars, you're not going to watch it. Okay, you like Star Wars. Okay, well, it's a comedy show. It's about everyday, you know, BS stuff. Okay, you you okay with that? Okay, that's probably about forty percent of the population. You know, and that is your Kevin Smith's. The that is your Quentin Tarantino fan base. You know, and we're just. It's. I honestly don't
1: now Jude Apatow as
0: well. Right, yeah, because he's getting pretty um, huge in that aspect in terms of films. So, but so I mean, I mean, yeah, you're right. I want people to contact me and say, "Hey, this is what I don't like about your show." But I got a really bad feeling that all in all, we probably won't get that because it's we are such a niche show that it's like, okay, you like Star Wars, you like slapstick comedy. Oh, and it's a radio show. If you're really gonna listen to this, you're probably gonna like it. And if you're not, we absolutely want to hear from you. Um, you're
1: either going to look and go, oh, it's about Star Wars. I'm not going to listen to that. Or you are going to listen to it. And you may not like the comedy, but you like it enough that it feels Star Wars. So,
0: exactly. Not, so, I mean, and we're going to have this. The only problem is is we're not hearing from those people. So uh, we always want to make sure that you guys know about being able to get a hold of us. Um, we have a dedicated email address, uh, Capital Idea. One zero zero at gmail dot com, um, subject line wherever the hell you want to put. At this point, um, <laughs> <laughs> it used to be Jack and Kevin, but yeah, it's we want to. I mean, now we you know our names, right? Yeah, okay. um, we want to hear what you think. We want to hear the good. We want to hear the bad. I think there was one um, SWG. We want to hear the facts of life. The facts of life. The facts of life. Um, I mean, I even think there was at one point where, like, hey, send us your pictures of funny hats. You know, like, we're we're up for anything. We, we're, you know, we're, we're excited uh, just to be doing the show. We're excited to be, you know, sitting here yeah, and doing this. The sh- big thing is what
1: you said about, like, send us anything. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm self-proclaimed probably one of the biggest fans of the show because we record it and it's months until I hear it again. It's like hearing it for the first time, and I love it. And the big part of doing the show for me, and I think it's for Eric too, is we do stuff that we would want to hear.
0: Exactly. I mean, we're not gonna we do stuff that we want to that we would listen to. Yeah, and and this is something that we would listen to. This is something that I mean, it may take us a while to get into. You know, maybe it would take us a while to find it. I guess I could say. Um, but it's yeah, this is something that. You know that we would listen to this is something that we'd support this is something that we would contribute to obviously not for money you know because this this isn't about money this is about putting something out that we find is funny and we would like to share with you and we hope that you like it too and if you don't we really want to know you know and if you do we want to know that too
1: yeah and that's what we said about like sending things in is this isn't much uh, as it was gonna sound fabulous, um, this is as much the people show. Is that it is our show? We're doing this because this is what we want to. We would want to hear. We want to know what you would want to hear too, and what you like about it. Um, not that we're ever going to cater to anyone's opinion. That's right. But
0: because <laughs> fuck you, motherfuckers. Because,
1: yeah, because we ultimately we're going to do what we want to do. But it's nice to know if we're steering in the right direction. I, I don't know. It's. Uh, I think it's not it, like we need the admiration.
0: I think it comes up to the point of just debate. I think we want debate. I think we want somebody to come in and be like, "Well, I don't like this part of this episode because of this and this doesn't coincide with this and yada yada yada." And I think it's I think it's the debate. I think it's the con- uh, the conversation that we that we're looking forward to and um because we're going to keep making these episodes whether you people like it or not because we've got nothing <laughs> better. Yeah. Exactly, because we got nothing better to do, you know, um and when this takes off, you know, fifty years down the road, when we're dead, um, <laughs> um, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of the things like, oh yeah, remember those two douchebags that did Star Wars, Gary? Oh man, that was hilarious. Oh retro, we just made money off you, and we're we're already you know, so Very good. yeah, making money off you in the afterlife. If you believe in that, and
1: if you don't, then you're just gonna be one of Right. Um. And- so, yeah, to go off that, like, uh, hearing stuff back, uh, something cool really happened. We, uh, as we mentioned about England fans, uh, British fans, um, probably a few months after putting the show up January 2010, we got a review on iTunes in an email. Um, during our hiatus of, like, a month and a half between a uh, new crate and a new Death Star, we had a good amount of time that we didn't release anything because we were working on episodes. Um, We got an email from a guy named Edward in England um, asking uh, saying, hey, I love the show. Uh, When's the next episode coming out? And we're like, oh, that dude's from England. That's pretty cool. Like, I I guess we always knew the show's international. It's iTunes. It's just not the United States. But I never realized that it would reach that far
0: that yeah. was pretty cool to me. And I don't, I didn't think I did either. I mean, it was it was I mean, you're right, you know, iTunes being international and you know, the internet goes around the entire world, but I mean, it comes down to the the point of like, okay, who's Edward and how many miles does he live from my house because he's a friend of ours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that was what the original idea was, and then you were like, "No, no, man, this guy's legit. Like he really and that's great, you know. It's, it's great to, to have somebody on your ass to let you know when your shit's going to get done.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so that was the first kind of bright spot. And then we didn't hear from anybody. Like, that's the only person we've heard from except for our, our friends. And we have about an average 160 uh, downloads per episode. So we know there's more than just our immediate friends, which equals about 15. So we're always wondering who the other, other 145 are. Um, this past November, uh, 2010, right around Thanksgiving time, we got an email from a group of guys uh, called Scuddercast, which do a regular podcast for the BBC show Red Dwarfs.
0: Right. Um, so and, they they were nice enough to uh, give the show our promo, and we were talking back. And one of their um, one of their casters was a fan of ours, and he had came across us somehow or another just geeking probably like we all do and uh he came across this this is a group
1: of guys that they're all in england as
0: well right so they were able to get a hold of us and wanted to just be like hey we thought we'd just drop you a line and say that you're going to be our podcast of the week um we wanted to know if you had some sort of intro um that we could play and we were just going to discuss you for a little bit and call it a day kind of a thing. And we were super excited about it because it was like finally somebody's, um, I mean, I can't, not to say that they're, you know, appreciating the hard work that we've done, but it's somebody's listening, you know, and somebody's listening and they're and they're getting to the point where. It's
1: like, it's like I Am Legend. And when someone replies on the radio that Will Smith's using, it's like, holy shit, someone is listening because we have no idea and it's weird because we see we get like 170 or 200 downloads an episode, and we're like,
0: who the fuck are these 180 people? Okay, I would never use that movie as an analogy because I think it's terrible. Um.
1: I mean, I don't care for the movie, but <laughs> the, movie written by, the book's written by Richard Matheson, who um, okay, the original okay. movie was, okay. was a Mega Man. Let's... And it, well, he did what Dreams May Come, and oh my God, somewhere dude. in time.
0: So, please, basically, we're begging you. We want to know what you guys think. Uh, We want to know what you think. So, obviously, please email us at capitalidea 100 at gmail.com. It was cool hearing them on the Scuddercast. Listen to them if you're a fan of Red Dwarf. Um, Their podcast are like an hour long, and they're extremely
1: thorough. Very funny dialogue um, back and forth between them. They're friends who, like us, and we love Star Wars. They love Red Dwarf. Uh, And they talk about it extensively as fans. And the cool thing with them is they always do a podcast of the week. So they're pimping out just shit they like listening to on iTunes. Right. Which I think is really cool because they in no way have to do that. They're acknowledging that they're picking something up. Like for Gary, listen to that. Um, I think it's like episode 44 or 43. Um, They just give us a review how, uh, one thing they mentioned is, uh, in our write-up for Gary, it's mentioned that he's Gary the retarded Stormtrooper, which we kind of dropped after the first couple episodes.
0: Yeah, that was, well, I think that was pretty much the first, the only time we ever referred to him as being retarded. This is the first episode. But, uh, they mentioned that, and they're like,
1: it may be offensive to some people, but they're not mean about it. They're good guys. Like, Gary's one of the guys. Um, he's never kind of like put it as an outsider. Um, and they just they described it uh, very nice. Their review was very complimentary. It was cool to hear kind of the reassurance of things that we felt. And it was really
0: nice in that part to include us on that. Absolutely. Um, because we can think highly of ourselves all we want. You know, but they have somebody come out and be like, hey, we really enjoy this. Uh, we think it's really cool. Um, keep it up. So it's kind of that kick in the ass like, Hey, look, man, this is, this is this is proof positive right here that we need to continue to do this, not only for our benefit because there but to the fact that there actually are people out there listening who get a huge kick out of, you know, what we're doing. So it's it's kinda of hard to say no at that point.
1: Yeah. And the only thing I think we uh, we ask for out of getting response from our fans is um, kind of like the PBS um, telephones. It's like we want we want you to call in and just okay. hear what you have to say to, to keep the shows going. Because um, not that at any point where we like, you know, what like, if we don't hear something from someone, we're gonna quit. But that was nice in November. We were like, oh my god, yeah, it was... there are. Really there are fans, and they reach across the pond. That is awesome. And it's a mighty big um, pond. There's a mighty big pond. As we were saying, development of characters that you'll... The Gary universe is getting huge in characters, not anything on the scope of uh, South Park or Simpsons, but we're having so much fun inventing the universe where... Earth Gator, we were like, well, he might be a character that comes in every now and then, or well, Grand Moff Tarkin Orlando might come in every now and then. It's like they are part of our universe now, and we can go to them at any time. Like Kevin and Jack can be standing in the hall,
2: and one of them can walk by and have a conversation because they're part of the team now,
1: right? And um, the one thing that you're going to see more development or hear more development on is. The friendship between Gary and Darth Vader, which we we find hilarious. Um, how everybody kind of has their pairing up of friendships, where if Kevin and Jack are friends, Gary and Jack are kind of have this unspoken animosity. Yes, and, um, which is almost their own relationship, which is funny.
0: And I think that Kevin and Gary uh, Gary sees Kevin as like the big brother. And that's a very unique um, relationship to begin with. But to have Gary, G- pairing Gary up with Darth Vader, um, you really can't go wrong. Yeah, there's, there's, there's these weird levels, as you
1: said, like with uh, Kevin and Gary. It's almost as if like, Gary kind of wants to be Jack to Kevin. Yes.
0: Yeah. Like, he... He would. He would love to be the guy that's
1: always standing next to Kevin. Um, yeah. Not that Gary would ever do anything because you you see what happens when Gary gets threatened by anybody. He'll take care of them.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Uh, so, so he'll never he'll never do that to Jack because like I so said, they're friends. When push comes
0: to shove, Gary's got Jack's back. Yeah, I mean he may not agree with him half the time or all the time. Or understand. Oh, yeah. His thinking, his line of thinking. But it's definitely... Uh, there There, there are those loose connections between the two where, you know, if certain situations came back, every came up, everything would be okay. You know, but... Yeah. yeah um,
1: and then some, like, like pairings, like, Rainbow Tarkin and Darth Vader, there's a pairing there too, even though we haven't explored it that much. Um,
0: Lando and Gary apparently have this relationship (laughs) yes they do that we don't know about uh, which
1: is hilarious and uh, I think that's what I love about the show the most is because Star Wars has such this unifying these unifying relationships and so does Gary that at any point we can take a well known character and just make it
0: ridiculous oh yeah I mean, it's 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 taking those. It's like it's it's taking those Star Wars relationships and putting them on like a quote to quote, uh, everyday level and exploiting it, to all its points available. Uh,
1: we're gonna try. Uh, Gary is obviously our main project, but uh, through capital idea. Um, we've got a lot of hits on these, which we've done, and our off time was uh, our NPR kind of spoof called CIRP. Which is uh, another capital idea project. And then we have so, The Rebels. The Rebels, which <laughs> um, it's pro- it's not faring the best in our listening views.
0: Right.
1: Out of all of our other stuff, which I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm interested to know why. Again, email. Um, but yeah, that's, so we have three projects that are going on right now, and we're just going to continue Gary. Uh, we'll probably finish up Gary season two. What do you think, by July? Or do you think earlier
0: than that? It'll probably be earlier than that.
1: Okay, so maybe like...
0: I'm thinking like May. May? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Gary Season 2 will wrap up around May. Probably take a month
0: off. And then Gary Season 3. And then we'd be rolling in the Benjamins. Boom. the biggest thing
1: I think, uh, thank Eric Hunter for doing late night random writing sessions where oh. I text you or call you or send you an email it's like hey read this idea and you're like that's retarded that'll work great for a Gary episode
0: <laughs> strike two it's sold
1: um, and then also just thanks to all of our friends throughout the years who've made jokes with us and that's that's ultimately what Gary is it's just Eric Jack and Kevin I'm Jack Eric's Kevin it's just us sitting around bitching about things and making fun of things. And that definitely
0: couldn't have happened without being in school together and just hanging out with one another. Absolutely. And it's it's never going to stop either. So, But no, uh, so thank you. Um, we hope you enjoyed uh, listening to us drone on about Star Wars Carrie. Uh, If you have any questions or comments, please email us at CapitalIdea100 at gmail.com. And this has been Episode 1 of Star Wars Gary in Real Life.